Welcome to the Damn Dude Podcast, where we have the conversations that need to be had in a way that'll make you think and say, damn, dude. So first of all, I want to start the show off um, by saying thank you to all the listeners everywhere you guys are at and uh, all the listeners around the world. We are officially, let me see here. We're in 74 different cities, 10 countries, and 4 continents. So, um, that's pretty dope. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. That's, uh, you know, that's really dope for fucking organic shit going on here. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, with that being said, man, like, the other thing I wanted to start off with saying this podcast before I really, like, get into it, tell you what it's about and whatnot, was, uh... Man, last episode with the homie Dane, holy shit, that was a banger. Um, I mean, they're all fucking bangers. But, uh, man, he's a real star in a real way, and it's like, it's evident, and it shows, and it's his work ethic is there, his his interpretation, everything. And I think it's so cool. I really respect what he does and how he does it. And, uh, yeah, thanks for coming through, bro. That was awesome. Um yeah, man, I, I, listening back to it, like, a lot of times I'll go through and I'll kind of, like, I'll go through to, to edit or just kind of recheck out the episode or whatever, and, like, I don't know, this one snagged me really good, it was, it was, uh, intriguing, like, the whole time, it was really cool, and something that really doesn't, oh, if you watch the video, you'll see, but, like, um, well, when the video comes out, because videos come later, <laughs> uh, anyway, that's a whole other thing, but, um, Anyway, um, so the other thing I want to do is start off by saying rest in peace to my homie Stan, um, Stan Wesley Enriquez Palago, uh, rest in peace, bro, I fucking love you, man, I miss you, dude, got your picture right here, that's who that is, if you can see, it's my boy, that was from high school, um, fuck, man, I, I gave a dedication episode to him, which was episode 10, so you guys can go back and peep that out if you want to kind of get a better idea of, you know, who he was and what I had to say about him and stuff, um, and it was cool, because some of the homies were like, hey, bro, like, can you send me the link to that, like, I was like, yeah, man, which was cool, you know, because it was like, I, I guess his girlfriend got to hear it, and, you know, some of the other homies got to hear it, and I was like, damn, like, I, it really hit me, too, like, yo, it's a big responsibility for me to, um, to be in this position of, like, documenting who he was you know I don't want to like say stuff that somebody doesn't believe he is or doesn't relate to or like something like that you know so I don't know you know I I was just honest and I don't really have anything bad to say about anybody anyway so it was just really natural you know on top of that people who are like my friends and brothers who it feels like you know not exactly family members but um I just want to take a moment to say rest in peace to, obviously, Stan Pilago, uh, Pablo Tofoya, Spider, uh, John John, John William O'Day, rest in peace, Kara Franco, rest in peace, Kara, Warner, uh, Money, Warner Money Printers, rest in peace, man, uh, Nia Coleman, rest in peace, oh, man, those, those people I just mentioned, Stan, Pablo, John John, Warner, Kara, 
Nia. They were all like friends who I who I had growing up, and it was like their deaths really impacted me, you know, and like it they stayed with me, you know. And it's cool because I just want to dedicate everything I do in their honor and really just like put on for our city and our town. And it's like, man, like Miramis is where we come from. There's a lot of us that didn't, you know, it's like the odds are against us and stuff. So it's cool just to see people make it out of our town and see people blow up and like as much recognition as we can give to these people who are legendary as people who come from here. Um, I think that's doing diligence to their honor and and a proper way to pay respects so um much love to you guys you know all people from mira mesa essentially and are a part of mira mesa and they're part of who we are they're part of the culture um you know it's it's pretty crazy to me like <clears throat> excuse me i'm seeing that like hmm Oh, I guess I'll tell you guys some of the stuff this episode is about. If you're, <laughs> if you're, uh, if you're kind of a, a fair weather listener and you need some uh, enticing to stick around, I guess, and just for the sake of practicing, like I said, this whole uh, show intro, I'm kind of, I don't know, man. I'm not sure if I like it or not. So, kind of notice it's fun if I just jump right into it. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna just keep fucking just going let's just keep going <laughs> keep going keep going keep going easy e style man like if you fuck it up just keep going it doesn't matter um that's why the authenticity lives here is because we're not editing shit out there was one time i said a gang name that i wasn't quite allowed to say on uh one of the episodes before and i had to it and i was like in the moment i was like man fuck it but looking back i was like ah like there's people who can still potentially getting some kind of trouble just by their group being in existence so i kind of thought of i was like oh okay lesson learned check <laughs> um so i gotta be careful with that you know it's like a lot of people don't understand why you can't say a certain gang name or whatever for one it's just part of the like it's kind of just part of like code you know you can't just go out saying whatever talking about whatever click or set or whatever you know and uh yeah man anyways it's trippy, like, I look back at, like, growing up, and, like, I don't feel like I was ever the guy who it was, like, cool to know, you know what I mean, like, I was always just, like, around, and it's weird, because I always felt, like, outcasted and stuff, you know, and it was, like, I didn't realize that, like, my weirdness and my outcastish, outcast, it, ishness <laughs> outcastedness ish ishness what am i trying to say somebody <laughs> somebody please help me um, anyway my weirdness as a kid was like i didn't realize that i it was always leading me towards podcasting in some way shape or form like because podcasting i don't even like that word and it's kind of a dorky word but that's what it is, um, you know, like, having a talk show or something like that is, like, talking was always the scariest thing to me, so doing this is crazy, because when I was young, I remember in second grade, I had this vision, in second, uh, second grade is when I wasn't talking, really, so I was just sitting at school, and I remember sitting at lunch, and I hear people talking, and I was like, what are you gonna be when you grow up, da, 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 da. and I was just like, and I remember thinking, I was like, man, I don't know what I'm gonna be, like, I know I'm gonna be pretty rich, 
And I know I'm going to be like pretty famous or like well known or something, you know? And I was just like, man, like, I don't know why or how or for what. Like, I don't really have any special skills. I'm just kind of suffering a lot and I'm thinking about a lot of shit. So that kind of equaled like. I don't know, just being in a creative space and thinking that my creativeness was stupid. So it's interesting how it kind of like pointed me to to this, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm not famous and yeah, I'm not rich. And at the same time, like, if I keep going, just statistically, I'm going to be, which is kind of interesting. You know, it's like if you play the numbers for what they are, you, it's just a numbers game. Like, it, you know, the more times you you put something out the more times you have of something you did or you're doing becoming successful or popular or well-known or something like that you know so it's interesting because as a guy who was like not really the cool guy like you know it's like I wasn't the popular it's interesting I wasn't the popular kid in school like by any means but at the same time I like knew and know everybody somehow you know it's really weird like I I don't understand how exactly it happened I know where it comes from but I don't understand exactly how that happened you know what I mean I'm like how do I actually know everybody like it's kind of weird like I feel like I feel like I'm relatively antisocial so like to have myself know a lot of people to have uh, to have other people say that, whoa, you know a lot of people and we come from the same place is really weird to me. It's a it's a cool compliment to me in a way, I guess, is kind of how I take it for one. And then on the other hand, it's um, it's just interesting to me because I'm like, well, I was never at any point out meeting people. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely don't like to go out and meet people. That's, like, for sure not one of my favorite things. <laughs> I don't mind meeting people, but to, like, purposely go out and do that, you know, on purpose. I, I'm not really about that, but, like, um, so I'm like, how do I know all these people? But then I go back and, like, I think about it, and I'm like, I'm just like, dude, like, I think back of my dad, I, I might have said this before, uh, but my dad told me this pizza party analogy, and, like, for me, I was really food-driven, and I still am, and, like, food-motivated, <laughs> and uh, for me, like, yo, you got the opportunity at some bomb-ass food, like, for free or something, and it's like, whoa, like, just the gift of food to me is such a big deal, and I, like, almost don't know how to handle it, you know? Like, I feel so, like, weird. Like, ugh, like, I feel guilty. Or, like, I owe you something if you if you give me food, you know? Like, but to me, it's, like, the biggest blessing. It's, like, wow, like, somebody really cares about you if they make you food, you know? And I remember a bunch of times people have made me food. And it's, like, it stands out to me. And it's, it's a cool thing to me, you know? And, um, you know, it's, like, I remember when people would make me cakes. Or, like, my, you know, my little essay sister, Mariana, or whatever I say. Uh, made me a cheesecake or cake and you know I was just like oh man like I feel so special this is crazy you know like I won't forget this stuff or Norma or you know anybody that did that I'm just like wow this is cool man like I remember those things and I think it's really cool so I, I appreciate that but my point was was my dad told me the story of when he was a kid how his he was nice to like these weird kids or the nerds or something in school and they ended up winning a pizza party because of them like getting good grades on their tests or some shit 
And out of all the people, they said, my dad told me that they invited him to their little pizza party. And they didn't let any, they, they each basically had like a pizza to themselves. They had way more pizza than they could even know what to do with, you know. And I don't know if I'm remembering this exactly right, but this is how I interpret it. And it made it mean a lot to me, <laughs> which is that like, yo, like. I was nice to these people, and they gave me pizza, and it was cool, you know, and it's like, and obviously the lesson is deeper than pizza, it was like, yo, like, you be nice to everybody, because it's in, it's just in your best interest to be cool with everybody, and I'm kind of like, whoa, that, I, I think that's, uh, pretty damn cool, so I kind of wanted to make it a point to, like, be nice to everybody, or, like, be cool with everybody, so maybe one day I can get invited to the pizza party. You know what I mean? Like, maybe one day I can have a slice of the people at the special table. Maybe I can have a slice of of the winner's circle. You know what I mean? Like, maybe I'll get to experience what that feels like. Maybe I get to experience that that feeling of winning at some point, you know? And to me, in my brain, I'm always like, man, like, I want to make... I want to be cool with people so I can, like, get invited to that pizza party. <laughs> and... You know what I mean? I've been invited to that pizza party on several occasions, metaphorically. And I guess realistically, too. <laughs> um, and I'm like, damn, I, I feel like because I had that perception and that interpretation of life and people that really kind of, like, lingered at the background of me, like, being by myself and all of that was, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win, you know, like, I don't know how, I don't know why, I don't know what, like, but I'm gonna win somehow, like, I can't just keep losing fucking forever, you know, and it's like, yeah, life kind of seems like that keeps happening, because fucking, it's like, dude, like, life will kick your ass sometimes, man, and, um, you know, it's like, I haven't, I've had my wins, and I've had my losses, and I think it's interesting, because over this past week, dude, so I've been talking about this for a while, it's been like, almost, next week will be four weeks that I've had my credit card hacked, and my bank hacked, and, uh, and I'm like, waiting to get my shit back, you know, so I ended up getting a check, like, for some of my lost money, but like, I can't get into my account, so I can't use my card, and I don't know if my next, like, check is even going to be like come through or what so there was at one point last week i had no money i had like well excuse me i didn't have no money i had i had probably had like two dollars and like 60 or 40 something cents in like spare change half of them are like canadian or like peruvian or fucking peso or like you know mexican pesos or peruvian solas or like i was like random little coins canadian shit you accidentally get somehow and like and I'm like, damn, I'm fucking tripping, dude. Like, at one point, I couldn't afford to pay my bills. I mean, I still can't. I'm still in the hole. But I'm literally giving each person, like, oh, here's 10 bucks. Here's 10 bucks. Because that's all I could do right now to just not get, like, my shit shut down, you know? And um, I'm struggling, man. I'm so far behind. And having my accounts locked, that put my other account where my auto pay shit, put my other account into negative and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, I'm just running around like a chicken with his head cut off, like, at the same time, I'm not, because I'm keeping cool, you know, so I'm like, oh, maybe I'm like a chicken with my head on, <laughs> still, <laughs> but dude, like, it got sad, because, like, 
I was like, I don't even know how to, how I'm going to maintain. I, dude, I ran out of deodorant. And you know, it's not often you run out of deodorant. And for me, like I said, I barely ever use deodorant. Like very, very rarely. <laughs> um, I only, the only time my armpits sweat is when it's slightly cold out. And I say this to everybody and the people are like weirded why, out by why I say this. But like my life problems, I have big shit go on. But I don't really recognize them as problems. I'm just like, oh, it's just a big life lesson. I'm not really tripping. Like, huge things don't bother me that much. But the little slightlies, the things that are slightly piss me off. I don't things li- I don't like things slightly. Like, <laughs> I want it to be all the way or not. Like, I don't like slightly. And when I'm slightly cold, I'm so uncomfortable. I just do not like that feeling. And, um... Uh, yeah, it makes my armpit sweat. But anyways, so a, a thing of deodorant will last me like a ye- like a year at least because, like I said, I barely use it. I only use it for a couple months out of the year when it's slightly cold. <laughs> so like I was like, yo, I finally ran out after like a year. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I like, can't even afford to buy fucking new deodorant. I can't even afford to buy new body wash. Like, fuck, dude, like my bills are due. My freaking everything's just late the creditors are calling i'm just like fuck man like this sucks dude like i'm feeling my worst and then when it one time when it really hit me the hardest was when uh i was i wanted to go buy a bag of uh, i wanted to go buy a bag of pandasol and i went to the store and it's like i'm like all right pandasol is like three bucks for a bag right and i mean back in the day it was like two bucks a dollar fifty or something when i was a kid but like Oh, if you don't know what pandasol is, it's uh, Filipino, like, bread, like, sweet bread, kind of, almost sweet, sort of, it, it's fucking bomb, but, um, there's hella stuff you can do with it, I, I, oh, I love it, but I went, and the, I guess the pandasol went up, it was like four something, I was like, oh, and I literally didn't have enough to buy some pandasol, like, I can't even buy fucking some rolls, you know, like, this sucks, and I was just so sad, and I was like, oh, like, what am I doing, man? Like, how the fuck am I 35 years old and I can't buy a bag of, a bag of fucking panda salt? Like, this is super shitty, dude. And I'm just like, why am I, why do I keep even trying to do what I'm trying to do? Like, how am I going to maintain and feel like, you know, like I'm something. How am I supposed to keep believing in myself when all my bills are past due, everything's late, and I can't even afford a, a fucking little bag of bread from the little local bakery, you know what I'm saying? Like, how am I supposed to get through this shit? Like, that's fucking gnarly, dude. And so I'm sitting here thinking, and I'm like, damn, I must really believe in myself, because I really believe it's like when we don't see or hear the things that we want to see and hear, in public or in the news or in the world like we've got to just be that we kind of there's kind of no other choice once we observe that and you run out of options you know so like it's interesting because like I was saying too like I wasn't really the cool guy to know and I'm not really still I mean I guess maybe it's cool to know me but like well no it's definitely cool to know me but like, (laughs) um, like I realized like because it wasn't I naturally wasn't like the cool guy to be liked I had to be somebody who could be cool enough to at least get to know everyone, you know, and I figured like, well, shit, if at least everyone gets to know me or I get to know them, 
then for one, that's my pizza party entry. And two, it's like, that's just me being getting to be able to be cool with everybody. And that's challenging myself, you know, like how I can step it up to the next level. If I see somebody I think is cooler than me, like why? You know, like what is it in myself I don't love about myself? Or what is it that I'm inspired by, by that person you know, being so cool or whatever. And it's like, whether it's style or the way somebody talks or conducts business or, or speaks on certain subjects or things like that, you know, all these things are like different traits that make us cool and unique. And it's like, if you realize that you're weird and nobody else is weird how you are and you think and you hear shit and see shit that nobody else does, you got to put that out because that's the stuff that other people are going to relate to the most, you know? So it's a trip like when we like truly like if you don't like I notice that all the conversations I have with my friends and associates and and whoever I'm not hearing these conversations on podcasts or different shows or on the radio like I'm like yo dude there's something is just hugely missing from all this and I'm like if I'm the one who spotted the problem I better do something about it you know it's like if you fucking knocked something over you better pick it up because it's like if you know and you just ignore it and you know that you ignore it, then you're out of integrity and your shit's going to be all out of whack. Then that's how you attract bad luck, bad karma, all that type of stuff to yourself, you know? So it's like, I think also it's like, when I, what I kind of learned to like assess from, from like observing people and stuff was like, you really can, like, tell if a person is good or not. Like, you can start seeing people's intentions easier when we've tuned in to body language and people's energies and things like that, you know? And um, it's just interesting that you can, when you see the intentions in somebody or something, like, that is what makes the difference. Because if your intentions are good and you fuck something up it's kind of okay, because your intentions were good, you know, it's like, if your intentions were bad, and you fuck something up, then it's like, damn, you're gonna really pay, same thing, it's like, if you go to be a preacher, and you just rob all the people's money, you know, it's like, you're in it for the wrong intentions, yeah, you're, you're doing good shit, you're spitting some good game, you're helping people here and there, but the reality is, is like, you're on some sneaky scheming shit, and you're, you know, you're, you're stealing from the people, then like, that's gonna fall apart and your demise is gonna be twice as hard you know so I you know what I'm saying like we really our intentions are everything and I think that's why when I couldn't afford bread and I couldn't afford deodorant I couldn't afford the essentials of life like I realize I'm like why do I even keep podcasting why do I even keep believing in myself and what really struck me was that my intentions are good I have really really good and really really pure intentions for what I'm doing, and why I'm doing it, and how I'm doing it, you know, I'm willing to go through the mud, and go through the dirt, and start from absolute ground zero, and just build this shit, you know, like, we're fucking coming about the mud, dude, like, literally, fuck, man, you know what I'm saying, so it's like, I think our intentions are everything, and that leads kind of to the next thing, which would be like, really how body language says so fucking much dude like that shit is a trip i've been able to make friends who don't even fucking speak the same language you know um 
yeah i'm gonna take a quick break real quick here i'm gonna drink some water real fast maybe smoke a bowl and uh i'm gonna be right back here one second damn dude i know mira mesa calvin even though calvin looked like he just ate a cat <laughs> what up everybody we're back <laughs> that shit cracks me up every time that's from a, a random ben baller uh podcast episode <laughs> it was i don't even know what he's talking about but like he's just talking about how somebody was like hella asian he's like yeah fucking calvin like he just looks like he just had a cat and then the other one um which is funny to me too is we had this one recorded <laughs> which is perfect because i'm chinese and norwegian so it's like hey that's pretty cool that's some pretty tight sound clips and i never heard some shit like that so this i promise you this is the first time you heard some shit like that on here because uh yeah nobody else got sound clips like that <laughs> um nah, so it's crazy so like what i was talking about with uh intentions dude like it it's everything and you're and in What's interesting, too, is, like, our intentions can speak through our body language. And, um, like how I was saying, you know, I met friends who don't even speak the same language just through body language and intention. And, like, they say it's, it's like, now, like, 92% or some shit of everything we say is through body language. So, it's, like, that's the same reason when you got your best homies and you can be like, ah, fuck you, bro. And it's like, he he's not like, oh my God, like, why did you say that? You know, it's like, no, like, fuck you. Like, I love you. You know, like, that's what I mean. You know, or it's like shit like that. It's like, you see your homies, you start talking shit. And it's like, hey, what's up, fucker? Or you you know what I mean? How people, how like, how do, how people, how I guess dudes more so, but there's girls that talk like that too. <laughs> and so I think that, like, body language says everything. That's what makes the difference of being able to walk up to somebody and be like, hey, fuck you, and it not be a fight versus them be like, oh, what's up, bro? Like, you know, it's, that's, like, night and day difference. And how, how I've been talking about my homie Stan who passed away is another group picture of me and the homies. Pablo, Stan, both of them rest in peace here on the side. Um, I don't know if you can see that at all on the camera. Uh, and then we got my homie Chode, Skins, Brooke, and Sasha. Oh, no, Sasha and Brooke. And I think here's Hoochie in the corner. But uh, yeah, you can just see his shoe and leg or something like that, an arm. Um, whatchamacallit? What was I calling about that? Uh, oh, yeah, but Stan, when I met him, he was, like, fresh from the PI in the Philippines. And he barely spoke English. And it was, like, cool because we literally, like started being friends over like head nods and hang gestures and like noises and 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 you know obviously the ooh, ooh, the the filipino point it, <laughs> shout out to my filipinos you know what i'm talking about when you point with your lips um you know what i'm saying like we literally we're doing all that shit and we started becoming we first became hella tight i remember the first time we hella spent a lot of time together was when uh he he was teaching me the hand whistle thing. I probably can't do it because I'm on camera. Oh, that's terrible. I'm doing a ter major disservice to you, homie. <laughs> I promise I could do it. Um, but yeah, anyway, I remember that was like how we first really became friends. And it was like, yo, this is pretty dope, dude. Because 
it, it taught me. We were in sixth grade. We were in elementary school. We were at uh, Erickson. Shout out to my Vikings. It was good. And um, what happened? Oh no! Oh no! Was I even recording anything? Well, I accidentally hit the mute button on my uh, thing. Damn, okay. Sorry, guys. I'm like messing the show up actively. I don't know if that just went silent in the middle of that. There's like a big flat bar. Fuck. Oh, well. We'll see. The show goes on. <laughs> um, oh, but what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I was saying I met Stan in like in sixth grade at Erickson Elementary. There you go. <laughs> Man. So, what's funny because what just happened leads me to exactly kind of like where this my brain was going with this next thing which is like actually starting a podcast and it's like this market is so oversaturated and a lot of people use that as their main reason not to do something and i'm looking at this like well hold on if you fucking put your chip in then you got a bigger chance at winning you got a your chance of winning the the prize that you're going to win from playing in such a big pot is way bigger. You know what I'm saying? Because of that factor. So I'm like, dude, if I can go all in on something where there's hella people who aren't all in, how can I not win? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, damn, it showed me when I couldn't afford bread, I couldn't afford deodorant, I couldn't afford gas, I couldn't afford food. I couldn't afford fucking baby formula. I couldn't afford shit for my kids. I couldn't afford food for myself. I'm like, how the fuck do I stay believing in myself? Why do I keep doing this? You know, like, why do I even, it's like, there's no recognition, not no recognition, but there's very little recognition doing this. At the same time, I get a lot of props from people who it, it blows my mind, the type of people that open up to me and how people just come out of nowhere and just, and just open up to me. And it's like, holy shit, dude, like, this is kind of not kind of, it was absolutely, like, a very big deal, like, wow, I, I really respect that, and I'm, I honor that, and I cherish that, and I'm so appreciative, and that's why, like, you always hear me just trying to share, share love, and spread some positivity, because I've been through some shit, and I know what it's like to be, you know, on the other end of the trigger, and I know what it's like to be on, like, you know, like, down the barrel side, and, like, all of that shit, and it's like, dude, that was necessary for me to learn this, but if you don't have to go through that, then you don't have to go through that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these lessons that you hear anybody who's like kind of obtained freedom for themselves in their life and or and getting freedom from their brain is that they just they love what they do, you know, and it's like that's how that's the only way you're gonna escape your brain is to love what you do and do what you love. And if you're not doing that, your brain is gonna just keep antagonizing you. And even when you do what you love, it's going to antagonize you. But it's a different antagonization. It's like when you come through the end of it, you know, you're stronger, faster, you're, you're more motivated. And when it's really what you love to do, then you can't, it doesn't just end. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to have that love for it. Even if you get burnt out, you're going to come back sort of shit. You know what I'm saying? So... I'm like, damn, dude, like, the the faith that it takes to do this is phenomenal. Like I said, I can't, I keep coming back to, like, I don't even know why or how I keep, I have 
what it takes to believe in myself to do this, to keep fucking showing up and keep doing this. And it's because I keep getting little glimpses of my dreams coming true. And I'm like, whoa, like I was emailing back and forth with Bradley's assistant. And I was just like, whoa, like this is real. And she had commented on my email like, wow, that was a really cool email you sent me. And I was like, whoa, I've never had anybody tell me anything like that, you know. But how I was was just so fucking real and authentic. And I was like, yo, like I'm going to just... Yo, I was like, I'm I'm here to very respectfully take your spot as the realest podcast in the game. And they all like responded to it. I was like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like I'm I'm here to show love and it's like I'm here to show uh homage and pay homage, you know. And Brad Lee, he's one of the best motherfuckers ever to do it. Absolutely ever. Ever. I promise you that Bradley's the realest, man. Like and I'm here to take his title, respectively. <laughs> and uh, my goal and why I was reaching out to him and his team was because I want him on my 100th episode. And he will be my 100th guest. And I know for me to have any skin in the game with these big dogs and these big hitters, I have to at least be able to put down 100. I put down 140-something practice ones. I got this one. We're in the real game now. Like, I got this shit, you know? Yeah, there's times where I suffer and this and that, but it's like, yo, I'm here to keep it real, and I'm, I really must fucking believe in that, because listen to the shit that I've shared about myself, you know what I mean, like, I've really, you could, like, I'm sure there's parts where you can hear that I've got some, like, ego in me or some shit, but at the same time, you could hear, I also don't give a fuck, like, uh, I'm keeping it completely open and honest, and I'm keeping it real as fuck with you guys, and... To me, that's priceless. And if I can deliver something that's priceless, then how much it's worth, I get to just say, you know, and it's like when you get to say how much you're worth, I think you're you're powerful. So if I can put in the man hours and put in the time and be, and put in this to become a maestro, become a master at this, become the, the master teacher, like I, that's what I'm here to do, you know, and like it's crazy because one thing that I'm going to tell you, if you are starting out with this podcasting stuff you it's you just have to keep and this applies to more than just podcasting but i'm speaking specifically to people who want to start a podcast but like like i said this applies to making music starting a business asking a girl out anything like this applies to all of that and it's like first of all you just have to put in the time and the hours perfectionism is an absolute trap is an absolute trap if you if you need your shit to be so perfect that you're not putting it out it's a trap and it's not good for you that's your self-doubt actually it's not even your creativity and your like genius it's it's your self-doubt disguised as that and why do i say that is because if you don't just get like hmm Ah, there are certain mistakes you have to make along the way. And if your shit's too perfect, you're never going to make those mistakes. That's some real shit. Like, if it, if you're too focused on it being perfect, you're not going to allow yourself to make these healthy mistakes you need to make. People take mistakes as embarrassment, but it's actually a healthy thing to move you forwards. When you make mistakes, it's a, there's good mistakes to make. And I'll give this example for when I teach people surfing. Oh, do I have to tell people I do that? I don't know. 
Um, well, I only do it for those who request, uh, because it's like a spiritual thing to me, so I don't sell that sport, but, um, excuse me, I mean, I, I sell my time, not the sport, but, uh, anyway, oh, when, I, like, when I teach people to surf, and there's a process, and this is the same thing when I teach babies to swim, or adults, or old people, or anything, kids, anyone, is that there are healthy mistakes to make along the way, so, for example, when it comes to surfing, <clears throat> excuse me, there's going to be a point, so this is what's most typical when somebody starts out surfing. And let's say they kind of under, like they're a little bit athletic, kind of understand how the ocean works and all of that shit. And they come out to come surf. Usually, most typically what a new, like somebody who's not even a Barney yet, like they don't even know if they're committed to, you know, to sucking yet, is that they will start off too far back on the board. And then they won't catch any waves. And what happens is like the, the nose of the board's in the air and you're too far back. And on a surfboard, the back of the board is the brakes and the front of the board is the gas, essentially, you know, to a certain extent. So if you're on the back, that's, you're not going to go anywhere. If the nose of your board's sticking out of the water, you're, you're in stop mode. Like the e-brake is on and the brake is on. So the wave's not going to pick you up to, you, in order to stand up on the board, you need momentum. Otherwise the board will sink. You know, if you just stand on it on like a normal board, it'll just sink. So you have to be laid properly. So what happens is when you, when I'll tell people like, Hey, you got to scoot up, they'll go way too far up to compensate because they just went through like 10 waves, not catching anything. And then Oh, well, maybe not 10, but they've gone through several waves, not catching anything. It's like, oh, you're too far back. And then they're like, oh, shit. Okay. So they'll go too far forward. Then what happens is they get slammed uh, feet over their head. You know, they get fucking cartwheeled. And when you get cartwheeled, it's scary because it's like, oh, like you feel like you can break it. I mean, you can break your neck. You feel like you're going to, it feels scary. Like you just got like washing machine, you know, and spin cycled. And it's like, it's pretty intimidating and it feels like, holy shit, like what just happened? But the thing is, is like literally one inch down from that tipping point, you know, generally about an inch down, well, depending how far and how big your board is and waves are and all these things. But anyway, just in general, generalizing here, if you scoop back one inch, half an inch, a couple millimeters back, that's your exact balance point to where the board's not going to flip. And also the board is just going to take off and drop into the wave because you need to have your weight exactly balanced on the board or it's not going to pick up in the wave no matter how hard you're paddling. So my point is, is that when you go and you make that nosedive, that is an absolutely healthy mistake to make. That means you're about to start catching waves. You know what I'm saying? Like you couldn't have started off just perfect. Because you wouldn't know what it feels like. So you would just get slammed even in the proper position because you don't appreciate too far back and too far forward because you don't understand it. You know what I'm saying? So like when it comes to creating a podcast, creating a show, it's the same thing. You've got to make these mistakes. You're, for me, let's put, apply this the same. My, two, my camera was too far forwards, too far back. And right now I'm sure it can still use some adjusting. I kind of just like, stopped caring so much and I kind of got the general idea of what the distance of it should be I know that this computer is kind of blocking my way of the camera and this mic might be a little in my way but like having the the camera be perfect is the least of my worries right now 
I'm just worried. I'm, I'm just going to watch it on. It's like the more cringy it is, I'll just stop doing that and then change it to something else. That's me. <laughs> for me, I just kind of like go by how cringy it is. And it's like, if it's hella cringy for me, it's probably like boring for somebody else. So that's how I personally kind of analyze myself. And I'm, I'm not even like, oh, that was so wrong or stupid. I'm just like, oh, oh, man. Okay, I accept it. I did that. I'm gonna leave it out. I'm not gonna fucking go back and edit it. I've said some shit. I've done some dumb shit in episodes where it's so cringy. Oh, like, for example, on that last episode with Dane, he kept talking about Eastside, which Eastside Dago, and I kept hitting the Southeast button. And clearly, Eastside and Southeast is not the same thing. They're fucking close. But I was just excited because it had the word Eastside in the in the thing, you know, and it was like, oh, going back, I was cringy. I'm like, I fucking on any day know it's different. I didn't mean to mash that because there's a lot of turf shit there. And I was kind of like, oh, just ah, whatever, man. I, that was stupid. I, I absolutely look stupid there and sound stupid. And that's and I did it like two or three times. But you know what? It is what it is. Like, fuck it, dude. Like, I, I could either go and be like, oh, my God, uh, and not put it out. Be like, think you come back and blah, blah. like, no, like his time's valuable. So what? You said something embarrassing. That's fine. Keep moving. And that's the thing is like, I'm not worried about the camera being perfect. If I was, I wouldn't put out content. If I was worried about my audio, my all this stuff being perfect, I wouldn't put out content. Like, I just hit this button earlier and, and I was muted. Like, fuck it. That's just part of the lesson. I'm learning how to set this up, how it flows, how it feels good. Like, it takes time, man. Like, you can't know your optimal settings and preferences and, and perf- things to keep you at your highest performance right off the bat, you know? We've got to go through and, like, go through all the elements of it. And there was one time when, like, I really was, like, getting into it. My numbers were in, like, the several hundreds. And I'm getting excited. Like, hell yeah. Like, people are fucking with my videos. People are engaged. And it was just, like, it was popping off, man. Like, I, had, I hadn't I had seen like, engagement like that in a long time. And I was like, whoa. Like, I'm going to fucking run with this, dude. Like, fuck yeah, you know. So what ended up happening was I changed my studio setting. And I made it. Before, it was just me filming and talking. I didn't have any background. It was just my stuff every time. And that's what it is again right now. Like, it's just my stuff in the back. You're not actually... This isn't, isn't like a real background. You know what I mean? But I just... I made this whole place my studio. Like, it is what it is. You know? Like, fuck. So... When I switched up to making my... Con- it was interesting because my content... What I was saying how I was saying it, and the depth of what I was saying was the illest at that point. And people who went through and actually like sat and listened to it, they're like, yo, like, why aren't people fucking with you? You know, it's like, I don't know, man. And it's like, bro, like, you really are dropping some of the realest shit. Like, I don't understand why, like, you know, it's like, I don't understand either. But that was coming from people who didn't, from people and myself who didn't understand, um, what do you call it, like, being on camera and shit, you know, like, video presence and all of that type of shit, so, I'm looking back, and then finally, one of my homies, who, like, hooked me up and gave me the info on, like, how to set the camera and all the shit, but, like, so what I did, oh, I'm kind of getting sidetracked, so I had set up this whole background, because people were fucking with my shit pretty tough, so I set up this whole background, and I was, like, cool, I set up the whole studio, I had my fucking things, my pieces, all this stuff, and, like, I was like, hell yeah. And like I said, my stuff was in the hundreds. And then all of a sudden it goes and drops down to fucking. I was literally getting 
like two to four views, not even likes, views, and I'm at zero likes. And this went on for a month, maybe a little longer, but it was about a month that I just maintained zero likes with two to four views on all my fucking videos. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, but because my reasoning, my intention was correct, it was because I really, my series was called Because Documenting. And if you follow my private page, you can see it. It's still public for now. I might change it at some point. But if you peep that shit, it's like, dude, I I'm literally, my whole point was because I was documenting my life for my future generation to like watch and understand and see what life was like. You know what I mean? So that was why I was documenting that. And I'm like, dude, like literally my numbers just, (laughs) it was bad, dude, like bad, bad. And there was every reason for me to stop. Like it felt shitty. I was doing it in a rush before or not even a rush, but, like, I was doing it before I'd actually go to work in the morning, and I was just, like, man, I just grinded it out, and I just kind of kept going for some reason, I don't even know why I kept going, but I did, and it's a trip, because, like, I look back at how much getting started versus perfectionism is such a thing for so many people, and they'll use their perfectionism as a reason to not move forwards, So there's nothing wrong with like getting your shit on point and quality control and all that. But I think it's a matter of just getting started. If you just get started, it doesn't matter. Like if you're worried about perfection and all that, you're doing it for the wrong reason and you're not going to last. So after you do two, three, four, five, six, you're just going to kind of fade out and you might check back in on it every now and then, but it's just not going to sustain. You know what I'm saying? It, It won't last. People who do things off pure, purely excitement and not mm, not the intention of like, this is what I love to do, and I'm going to do this no matter what, you know what I mean, like, that's the difference, and that's why I didn't quit when I was getting zeros, when I'm hitting zeros every day, you know, for a month straight, like, I'm practically, pretty much hitting zeros or one or two likes, maybe, but like I said, my views were like zero to two to four, And it was like, damn, dude, when just previously people were commenting, sharing, posting this, that, the whole thing. And I'm like, holy fuck, dude, like, this is crazy. And then the other part of it, too, is like when you worry about perfectionism, there's going to be all sorts of shit like uh, equipment failure or malfunctions. Like, you know how many times I've had my memory cards whack out and just... Be like, yeah, sorry, we're good. We're done. (laughs) We just don't want to work anymore today. And the next day they work perfectly fine. And I'm like, what? How the fuck, dude? Like, I don't want, like, what was that? You know what I mean? And it's like, I like, shit, there's a full moon. Now my fucking computer's acting crazy. Like, great. What am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like, I know I'm not the only one who experiences that. (laughs) You know, like, there's a full moon. The power's being weird. Or the weather's being weird. It's causing the power act strange or some shit. Like, yeah, I live in San Diego. It's not that bad. But, like still my plug will be wacky and cut out sometimes or whatever, you know, like, so that's what I wanted to do was just like document and especially it's like, yo, there's this pandemic and da, 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 and I'm like, yo, dude, like I want people to understand that there's still 
that there can still be a sense of normalcy amongst all the shit that's cracking off. Like, yeah, there's a pandemic, but yeah, there's still normalcy. Yeah, like there's authenticity, there's sharing, there's connection, there's opportunity, there's hope, there's creations, there's possibility, there's possibilities, there's, it's unlimited, you know what I mean? And, (coughs) excuse me, and I think that it's like, yo, if all I'm hearing and seeing is people freaking the fuck out, I ain't trying to hear that shit, dude, like, that's fucking whack, man, you know what I mean? In a place where we have the choice to freak out or create the life we want. Those are really our two options. Like, what else do you have? Especially if you live in the United States. Like, what other choice do you have other than to freak out or just create a life that you love? You know what I mean? Like, like really, if you're doing anything else, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you probably shouldn't be freaking out, but it's like, that is normal. You know, that, that fucking happens, you know? So... Excuse me, drink some water. I, uh, I don't know why, man. I think I've been smoking a lot or something. My throat is kind of like, I feel like I've been talking a lot. Excuse me. Um, dude, so, you know, it's kind of interesting. I was like thinking back of like, at the, I'm kind of thinking like, when did, how do I even say this? Like, I feel like, in a sense, so so you're gonna have to kind of stay with me. If you just take the beginning of this, it's gonna sound stupid. You got to hear the whole thing. (laughs) But like, I feel like society started dumbing down the moment that we started becoming communities and depending on each other. Now, what I mean by that is like, at a certain point, we just started becoming dependent on each other. And once we become dependent, we just kind of like let that knowledge go. Like, why is it that none of us, excuse me, not none of us, but why is it that the majority of us don't know how to farm and hunt? You know what I mean? Like, Like, why wasn't that passed on and passed on and passed on? Well, it's not passed on to us because just several generations ago, everybody had to know that stuff. Excuse me. You know, just several generations ago, everybody had to know that or something affiliated to do with that, you know, some kind of trade, something. And even before you could have a trade, you know, you just had to have a skill. You couldn't even trade it with anything. So eventually it's like these these things just get lost. And it's like, well, we eventually in turn kind of become dumber because we know less now, you know, and now we're just dependent. And it's like if the grocery store closes, now what? You know what I mean? It's like, fuck, I know how to grow some green onions. I know north, south, east, and west. I can fucking... I'm pretty good. I feel like I could survive decently, you know? But, like, at the same time... Fuck, I look at my cousins. I look at other people. I'm like, yo, like, I am a fucking wussy compared to you, dude. Like, (laughs) I don't know shit, man. Like, fuck. So, I think that's funny. It's like, we kind of just... I don't know. It's like, we used to be independent and live off the land and, like all that now we just depend and depend and we don't even depend on the land we just depend on everybody else and we depend on people we don't even know to take care of our food and our health and our learning and our education and all of that shit you know so that's why i was like dude like that's why for me my philosophy is i'm gonna put myself on the line and put it out there because if you know who i am and you hear it and you know my story like what 
what other barriers are there? You know, now you can, if there's something that I say, you can trust it because it's like, yo, like this one comes from where I come from or something, you know, it's like, or he comes from, he understands like this, you know, there's people like, especially when you talk in circles and it's like people who know a lot of people, it'll often come up in conversation. It's like, oh yeah, like, Hey, such and such is cool. Like he, he gets it, you know, and it's like that. And it's interesting because it's like, oh, he gets it. There's some people that don't get it. And if you don't even know what the it is, then you probably don't get it. And that's fine. But there is a he gets it, he doesn't get it thing that exists in communities. And and I don't even know what to call it. I guess judgment too. But it's like, it's weird. I guess that's also a low consciousness thing to say also, you know, to even care if somebody gets it or not. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of just pointing it out. But I, I think that... uh there is people that just kind of get shit and people that just don't you know and it's like you could tell there's people who stay in a freak out zone they live in a bubble versus people are like oh okay let's go let's try let's do this let's do that and then there's people we all kind of have a little bit of both and some are more or less here there whatever but like you know it's it's really it's a trip dude um so i think also what's fascinating is like because we have all this technology out now like, we're able to, like, kind of reclaim some of our shit that we lost. You know what I'm saying? So, I, oh, this is dope. I'm going to get into this. Um, we're going to take a quick break real quick. I'm going to be right back here. Damn, dude! What up, everybody? We back. Oh, yes. Relax. <laughs> Relax. Um, Dude, so I was talking about, like, with society coming around, we kind of got dumbed down, and we kind of go through phases of, like, being dumber, being smarter, being dumber, being smarter, and, you know, that was cool, it was just life, and, um, uh, what I was gonna say was, dude, it's a trip, because they told me my whole life when I was a kid, you can't, you can't rely on your calculator, what, are you gonna have a calculator in your, what, are you gonna walk around with a calculator in your pocket, and literally, when I was young, I would be like, well, if this much math is going to be everywhere, then yeah. And she's like, no, you're not. And it was just like, okay. And then in my head, I'm like, but I really will. <laughs> like, lady, I will literally carry around a fucking calculator in my pocket if there's this much math out in the world. And like, <laughs> real shit, though. And it's like, dude who now the question is now who doesn't walk around with a calculator in their pocket or purse you know what i'm saying if you got a phone you got a calculator what the fuck lady second grade teacher dumbass like <laughs> what the fuck you mean i don't i'm not gonna have a calculator in my pocket when i grow up lady didn't you know that anything is possible didn't they teach you that like why are you trying to squeeze that out of me dude like come on bro that's messed up dude you can try and call me stupid because i'm like some little ass kid and i fucking made some sense like the fuck dude and speaking on that is i want to say I am so grateful that there are alarm clocks built in the phones because, dude, how can, think about this. Like, really stop. Like, <laughs> truly, truly, truly. 
Imagine you're at your homie's house and you use your alarm clock to wake up. What would you have done before your cell phone? What would you have done? Would you have brought your alarm clock from home? For those of you that don't realize this, if you're young, you back in the day, we had alarm clocks. It was this fucking box. And if you were cool, yours was a radio also. And it just was a fucking thing that told time and went meep, meep, meep when it was time to fucking wake up. And what would you do if you went to your homie's house? What would you do if you went to some girl's house, some dude's house? Like what, what, how would you wake up? What, are you going to fucking make them set the alarm clock? You know that you had to back in the day. <laughs> but, dude, think about how much of a luxury that is. That you can take a nap in your car at, on work and just be like, whatever your fucking noise is, that you can wake up to the noise of your fucking choice. <laughs> you can wake up to your favorite song. You can wake up to whatever. And it's like, dude, holy shit, this is an absolute blessing. Like, Alarm clocks are fucking dope, dude, and it's so fucking cool that, for one, an alarm clock could not even be as big as my phone back in the day, but that they just exist and work and, like, do their damn thing, you know? Like, bro, we're so blessed. So my point with this is that, like, dude, we've kind of come back around to where, yo, we got really smart with some of the shit we've been doing. We fucking put an alarm clock, a stopwatch, and fucking video camera a phone a fucking voice recorder a calendar all of these things are separate items you used to have back in the day like it's crazy you can google search uh like in the images something along i haven't looked this up in a while but like something along the lines of uh all the devices like all device all the devices laid out that exist inside of a cell phone something like that yeah i'm sure you can find better think a better wording than how i just said it but you can literally see like there's a fucking big ass camcorder there's a fucking like typewriter a fucking fax machine a fucking computer a, a voice recorder thing boxes hella big like all, a clock a watch a stopwatch an alarm clock a big ass telephone you know cords the whole fucking thing like dude we're really fucking lucky to have this shit. So we're kind of in a smart age where we're actually moving faster as human beings where it's like we spend less time doing extra shit. Well, I don't know. It's kind of a double-edged sword, actually. But, like, we have the... I should, uh, I should say we have the ability, we have the capabilities of doing and moving 20 times faster and staying on task and staying scheduled and stuff, you know? <clears throat> Now, like, this is kind of funny because I don't always take my own, like, I don't always take the advice I give. I do my best to. I don't always take it. And at the same time, I do give good advice. Like, if it's for you and you're going to do it, this should will work out, you know, for the most part. But um, <laughs> why I say that is because, and, and kind of tying this whole phone thing together, too, and, like, anything's possible is, like, Yo, you can actually stay on task and on schedule just by the same thing that's in your pocket. Like, one thing I've noticed, all the successful people that I know and have met, how they operate is religiously through their calendar. Like, they do not fuck around when it comes to their calendar and their, their scheduling and all of that. And I do my best. Again, this is what I say. Like, I don't always take my own advice. But, and I should say, I do use my calendar not as much as I should. 
but I've got all the shit written down in here. You know what I'm saying? I've got all the stuff I need to, that's important. And then what, I, so for me, it's like, uh, I basically write, I have my life like, what's the word? Uh, inscribed. I basically have my life inscribed or encrypted into um, blank books like this, like blank journal books. These podcast episodes, I don't know if you can see it, but you see it in other videos. Sometimes I have my uh, whiteboard up behind me. Um, that's my like daily stuff. And then uh, I should share that with you guys too. So it's like, for example, so on my phone, I have stuff like when my podcast episodes are going to drop. And if I have meetings with people or if I have to be somewhere, um, I'll write that down. Or if I have to an appointment or something, those go on my phone calendar. Then... If I'm going to document ideas where it's like, <clears throat> I need to really just write out a bunch of ideas. Like throughout, I always say like throughout my books, I have m several million dollars, several million dollar plans and ideas that if somebody just did it, it would 100% be worth millions. You just have to do it. But I'm like, I write all this stuff down and I'm like, I don't know why I don't do them. But I, I mean, I guess I do know why, but like. I look at it and I'm just like, okay, I can do this, but I don't really, well, you know, I, this isn't it for me, you know, like I'll just write it down. It creates something for somebody that at least puts it into the universe for somebody, you know, and I don't get mad when somebody takes million dollar ideas that I have because I'm like, yo, that just proved to me that my idea was worth a million dollars. Like, cool. Now, how do I just attract that to myself now? You know, like, how do I put the idea that I'm really passionate about in, you know, get that paid for a million dollars. So that this is me doing that. So when you hear me on the podcast, it's kind of the result of all the shit that I write in my books. Like it's kind of the end of like how I tie everything together. And I'm kind of like, this is what I got from my week, my day, my whatever, my life, my experience, my time here, there, whatever, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. So <clears throat> what I do is like whatever I write down in this book, it kind of tends to become real. And whatever I write down and I say is going to happen, it becomes real if I like actually go and do it. So like I said, I have what I write down here where I need to be here, there, whatever. I also write that on my board. I need to do this, be here today, handle this today. My whiteboard's like a daily thing. And it's like a daily slash overall sort of thing and then <clears throat> excuse me and then in my journal is my like creations and and stuff and then it's actually kind of interesting it's like my sharing on the podcast is my personal journal I would say I like journaling but it just it hurts my hand and it takes too long so I do it through the podcast and I get the same feeling and to me it's actually deeper because hearing my own voice is who I am out to the whole world also you know what i'm saying it's like so if you hear me saying this this goes out to everybody and it's documented and i can't run from it you know what i'm saying i mean i could delete it all and all that but i'm not gonna i never will so it's a little trippy like I have all my ideas put in all these things and I realize this is the best way for me to do it. I've tried to use those 
like creating like uh, success books and all that where it's like, okay, what are your dreams? What are you thankful for? Da, 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 and all this. And those are cool. I can use it for a while, but it doesn't last with me. Like I'm really discovering that this is the best process for me. And this is important for you. They called me messy and disorganized over what I'm explaining right now. And I'm realizing that all the insults that they gave us is just them not understanding your gift. This is my gift. If you go through and you combine all these things, you'll be like, damn, like, Calvin's kind of on his shit. Like, wow, you know, like, I didn't really, like, you can only, if you read one, it's going to be like, ah, oh, he's missing a lot, he doesn't get it. And you read just one or the other, you're going to be like, eh, this is kind of off. But when you put them all together, you're like, yo, whoa, okay, this makes a lot of sense. So, I, okay, so for example, like on my board, what do I have here? I've got, I don't know if you can still hear me on the mic, it turned around. Um, I've got my daily things, I've got... What I'm grateful for times three, I got meditation and I put a box because when you physically check it, it registers something in your body, your brain and your psyche. And that if when you I forget the exact number, but they say if you can cross off, it's either three, five or ten, three, five, seven or ten things. It does something to you physiologically and something I don't know where it's like it helps it just ingrain it to you and it and you get a reward for for your work that you did. So sometimes even if I don't have that many things to do, I will write down things that I did without even planning to, and then I'll check it off and cross it out. So it's like, yo, I got to, it just, it just completes that link. You know what I'm saying? It kind of, it just helps the brain to be motivated the next day because it, that sex, that, did I just say sex? That sense of accomplishment of checking off the box or crossing it out, or erasing it, or whatever, I like to cross it out, I like to check it, check the box, and then cross out the word, and then I erase it, because that just ingrains to me, like, yo, you're doing good stuff, and every day I could do it, it just is like, I feel weird if I don't do it, you know, <clears throat> so I have send stickers to the fan, which um, I actually just put in here, and I wrote out, and I gotta put it in the mailbox tomorrow, and then um, record episode 14, or uh, 16, See, I kind of, I had episode 14, I might have lost, I don't know, it was a good one. I gotta go back and find it, I'm just talking to myself out loud here. Uh, I want to say this is episode 16, yeah, this is episode 16. Um, <laughs> unless I actually did lose 14, and this is it, we're gonna put it in the place 14. Uh, <laughs> I hope I didn't lose it. Um, so anyways, record this podcast episode, uh, write down my, so those are like, oh, and then... I had other stuff up there, I already did it, so I already crossed it out, um, and erased it and wrote new stuff again, so then stuff that I have to, oh, and then the other thing is I wanted to go get a burger later, and pay this parking guy five bucks that I, I owe him five bucks, I, I just promised that he just let me go, because I didn't have a means to pay him in the moment, and I was just like, bro, like, I, I talk about this in the next episode, but like, he, uh, he just let me, I was like, fuck, I'm sorry, bro, like, I can't pay you, I was having an emergency, and he's just like, alright, like, go, fine, and he let me out of the parking thing, and out of my state of panic, I was like, I promise I'll pay you five bucks, and it, to him, it's not his five bucks, you know, it's just the company's, but he let me go, and I was like, and I promised to him, and it's been, like, a couple months now, and I'm just like, ah, fuck, I keep forgetting, so I keep writing it on more and more things to actually go remember, so if I go get my burgers, which is my reward for doing all my shit, then... You know what I'm saying? Then I can go accomplish those things. So, that, so that's for today. And then I have uh, my other stuff. Interviews um, for other people I'm going to interview. I write out their interviews. I write out all my guest interviews and practice and kind of learn about them and study them and, you know, do my prep shit. 
And then, uh, so I have all them. That's on my, like, just get done in general shit, you know? And then my other thing is my bills, uh, people I owe money to, you know, whatever company it is, uh, motorcycle, SDG, insurance, water, phone, registration, uh, pay the car payments, all that shit. And then I also wrote down, like, what can be, de- what of my work can be delegated, um, cause I'm kind of starting to drown in the, uh, with my swim business and me doing the scheduling and all of that, like, I just can't handle it anymore. So I have to pass the duty on to somebody else that enjoys doing that stuff. And that actually is organized in that manner. Cause it's killing me, dude. And, um, yeah, I just want to work. I don't want to like think about the shit. So that's what I'm going to do. And then, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, dude, so it's a trip, man, like, I think documenting, or sorry, not documenting, but, well, yeah, documenting too, but staying on task and scheduling is so important, because that's what all the successful people are doing, and it's interesting, I say that too, because the next guest episode is crazy, he's somebody who's super duper task and schedule oriented and goal oriented, and is somebody who believes in 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 investing and meeting your idols and all of that. And I'm not going to say quite yet because I want it to be a surprise for you guys because it's pretty special. It's actually a really special episode. Um, but it's like, dude, like, when we can schedule things properly, we can make space in our brain and our life to meet our idols. <clears throat> you know, and it's like, to me... Me getting organized, me creating this podcast, me laying down this whole platform and doing all this and and creating this format is my access to me meeting my idols. You know, and it's like two of my biggest idols, if you just ask me that first come to mind immediately, David Meltzer and Bradley, they're two huge ones for me. They're just so like, they're successful in the way that I want to be successful. And they're the two people to like really do it like that, you know? And and Snoop Dogg, too, I would say. So, like, this is me doing that. Like, this is me creating my dreams. This is me putting in the work to meet my idols, to work with the people I look up to and the people that I respect and the people that, you know, I want to I add value to their lives. So that's why I'm doing this, you know. If I can add value to David Meltzer's life and to Brad Lee's life, dude, that's huge for me because it's like, damn, that, that really shows me value and worth. And it's like, whoa, when I can add value to my idol's lives, then obviously it's just going to add value back to my life. You know, being in somebody's good graces, it, it can be worth way more than any fucking, you know, like certain friendships and stuff like that are worth way more than anything else. And I'm like, dude, like, I don't want to be your friend because of your status. I want to be cool with you because you're fucking cool, dude. Like I never met anybody else like you. So I want to get to know you. You know what I mean? Like, and I look at past idols that I would have, and I would want to get to know them for my own personal benefit. Or, you know, like, what can they like, oh, they can help me like this. Oh, I would look this cool if they did this. But now I'm like, yo, that's the wrong way to do it. It's like, I'm really learning and I'm listening to them and other people I look up to different mentors that, you know, teach you how to provide value and really ask for help from the people you want it from and and all of that. And like I said, with my emails to Bradley, like talking to his assistant, I'm going to stay in her inbox, dude. Like I want them to just remember who I am and know that like I am 
who I am, you know, it's like, just get to know me, and, and I promise you, you know, it's like, you're gonna fuck with me, because I fuck with you, and we, I see that, you know, it's like, we're not gonna not think each other's cool, type of shit, so, <laughs> it's cool, because, like, like I was saying, it's like, if you clear that space, emotional space, physically, in your calendar, mental space, spiritual space, all of this, like, if you can have this stuff organized, and again, this is advice that I'm trying to take myself, like, the better off we are and the more we have opportunity and time we have to meet our idols and and really put that energy into the world and create that. For me, I got to work with, or I got to meet David Meltzer and work with him, too, actually. And that was fucking phenomenal. I'm like, bro, like, I got to have two different meetings with him. My son got to meet him. That was fucking amazing. And it was like, dude, like, this is all possible? Like, What? holy crap, you know, I'm like, dude, I'm literally sitting at Dave Meltzer's beach house on the beach, like, with my son, we're sitting here just taking notes, like, listening to the, like, this is insane, dude, but it's like, wow, that's what's possible, holy crap, so that's one thing, too, is like, oh, man, I'm, I want to, I'm going to petition out to reach out to Dave, too, to see if I can get him on the show as well, I know, though, I'm not just jumping at it and eager because I'm not sure exactly what the value I can bring forth to him to make his time worth it. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of where I'm at this little crossroads of like, all right, well, I'm going to just kick back. I'm in no rush. When it comes to like fulfilling your dreams, you can't rush. You got to like let the idea, you know, you got to take it in, create the space and then let it go and just, you know, kind of let it fish itself back in. Um, and it's like, dude, when you can meet your idols and it's like, they're legit good people. It's fucking cool, dude. Like, you really, really get to get the best out of life and people and experience. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, yeah, dude, that, that shit's phenomenal, man. Um, Yeah, dude, so... Another thing that's interesting, too, is, like, when it comes to being able to get yourself on task and scheduled and you get your life squared away in the right compartments and you got yourself lined up correctly, like, meeting your idols and people you want to meet becomes an investment in yourself. Like, when we start doing this, it really is just a huge investment in ourselves because it's like we're putting time and energy into our stuff being nice and ourselves and our life and our things we deserve, you know? It's like, that's just important, man. Like, it's really, really important. So, oh, excuse me. Back. Oh, my bike. <laughs> um, Yeah, dude, but I don't know. It's like the more we can invest in our self, in our body, in our mental, our physical, our spiritual, we can invest into property. We can invest into money that'll circulate. We can invest into good energy, good karma, good people, we can, you know, but I think the best investment is yourself, and I don't mean that in a money investment, I mean this in a happiness and for your heart investment, that's the ultimate investment, you know, it's like, if you can invest maximum happiness into yourself and your own life, you're fucking winning, and you're a winner, you know, it doesn't even matter about your money or anything anymore, so you know, I think that's, that's some amazing shit, so, like, yeah, dude, with that being said, like I said, our next guest is somebody who's 
traveled the world, met, and got to become personal friends with Nipsey motherfucking Hustle, um, somebody who invests in a property, somebody who invests into himself, and just many different aspects of life and different people, um, it's really special, I, I want to just blab the whole thing, but like, (laughs) I, I can't, you're gonna learn a lot about business, you're gonna learn a lot about investing, you're gonna learn a lot about, uh, making mistakes, you're gonna learn a lot about family, you're gonna learn a lot about, uh, coming up in Mira Mesa, different perspectives of it, San Diego, you're gonna learn a lot about different places of the world, um, and like I say, you're gonna hear some untold stories about Nipsey Hussle that you've never heard before, um, directly from the man's mouth himself, and yeah, man, I just wanna say I appreciate you guys, thank you guys for listening, for tuning in, it's fucking absolutely beautiful that We've got people that support the show and keep this going and donating to the show. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, man. Like, I can't even believe this is real, you know, like how in the hell, dude. So, you know, it's it's a trip, man. So just to wrap this up, I want to say thank you guys to everybody who has gone and left us a a rating and a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. We appreciate the five-star reviews. Uh, We are officially a five-star top-shelf podcast. We are in the top 50% of all podcasts in the world. And I want to say thank you guys. I want to say thank you to Diego from Onyx Auto. Uh, He left a review. It said, highly recommended, five stars. Thank you, Calvin, for having me on your podcast. You are a great host. I really appreciate being on your podcast. Diego G, Onyx Audio. Auto. I keep saying audio. That's fucked up. Onyx Auto. I'm not sure who this is, but we got a cool name. Spanish Fry. Really something worth the listening. Just like the conversations had with Calvin with his guests, he goes deep and yet makes it feel so natural. Ooh. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. That's fucking ill. Damn, dude. My man, Brorton. My motherfucking Broy Brorton. Episode six, I want to say. You know that motherfucker's with the shit. He just crashed. Homie. He's okay. He's safe. The video is absolutely off the charts. You see him just fucking... And just losing and fucking... You see the bike go flipping and you see him sliding out. And he's got the whole thing on camera, dude. Go check it out. At Lugnut underscore 521 on Instagram. Holy... It's gnarly, dude. Um... But my man came through with the five stars. Damn, dude. Always some new and interesting viewpoints and perspective on life. Coming from artists, athletes, entrepreneurs, and more. Definitely well worth the listen. Thank you, brother. I appreciate everybody and their five-star reviews and comments. And uh, if you have questions or comments or any guests you want to see on the show, leave it on the in the review section here. Also, uh, follow us on Instagram, at Podcast, And... Uh, Make sure you go check out our last episode, too, with Dana Mar. It's at Dana Mar. Fucking such a cool-ass dude. Fucking famous, like, around the world and just doesn't even relate to himself as that. You know, it's just so chill. So I appreciate you guys, man. I appreciate everybody hitting the likes. And uh, shout-out again to the 10 countries that we are in. Uh, shout us out. United States, France, Germany, Peru, United Kingdom, Mexico, 
Russia, Norway, Indonesia, and Canada, aka Canada. I appreciate you guys, all the listeners in all 74 cities and territories. Um, you guys are the shit, man. This wouldn't be possible without you guys. And uh, make sure you guys holler at the homies in Africa and Oceania. I think that's like Australia continent. I'm confused about Oceania. I never even heard of that till like recently. But holler at them because they're the only two places in the world not listening. And uh, <laughs> I'm hollering at you guys. Um, yeah, man. So that's what it is. Hope you guys have a beautiful day. Remember... Love what you do, love your life, and show yourself some love, man. You deserve it. Life is beautiful. And remember to say three things that you're grateful for every day, every morning. Say three things you're grateful every morning, every night, and your life will be dramatically better and improved uh, by the end. And that's some real shit, you know what I'm saying? So on that note, have a beautiful day. Rooster Tail, take us out. That's root at Rooster Tail T A L E official on Instagram. Find them on SoundCloud and wherever music's found. Take us out, man. Much love. Have a beautiful day. Peace.